What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Shift. We are here. Nick Earnshaw, I'm ready to get freaking popping. I'm ready. I'm ready to get it popping. Are you ready, Nick? I am so ready. Beyond ready. I know you were fist pumping. I was fist pumping. We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot to arm talk waving. About. I'm I'm going back with the well, arm waving. Hey, you 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 know how to do that. You yeah. You, I know you know I, how to do that. Yeah, sure I know. Yeah, I I I I think I know. But uh, you know, I try my best. That's what I do, Nick. That's I what I always I know. do. I try. My, I give my best effort. That's what you I give do. Give your out all. Here. I you know I know you give your all, and I you're you're out here every day, and you're grinding, and today you're out here again, and you know it's. It's it's time to talk some baseball, Francisco. There's tons of tons of storylines, tons of storylines. Oh, there's a ton. And there's a lot of my... fun things to talk about. And you know, before before we get into it, I mean, yes. I I know uh, I know we did our, our first lineup with our with the Dodgers in our last episode. Right. I, I I made some people upset. I know I made you upset. I don't think I'm gonna make as many people upset this week with the team we chose. Well, that's what you say. So like, I I don't think so. I think it's very very a very viable lineup. Okay. Well, we'll we'll find out in about you know a little bit here. We'll find out uh, you know after we get into some of these other topics here. But I'm not I'm not too I'm not like optimistic about that, especially your Andre Ethier pick. Like, I, I uh, would I would I would be so ecstatic. I I thought you would be ecstatic to hear my lineup this week. Like you'd be chopping at the bit to get to that segment. Like I I, I'm I would never be chopping at the bit for anything. I'm that shocked you didn't lead the show. With our lineups today, that like that's how excited I thought you'd be, but you're not. I you guess. wanted to lead the show with our lineups. We're not. No, we we got to tease it. Look, we did the Dodgers last week. Everybody, uh, we have a new series. If you have not, uh, if you didn't catch last week's episode, if you didn't, go check that out. We're doing our all time lineups uh, rosters uh, for each franchise. Um, and last week, the first one we did, L.A. Dodgers, we decided to do a historical franchise. And this week, again, we're doing a historical franchise. Find out who it is in just about 15 to 20 minutes. But first, Nick Earnshaw, let's get into some opening uh, headlines here for our uh, intro before we get to the meat and potatoes. Um, so let's uh, let's start it off with uh, John Carlos Stanton. Um, it was reported that he's going to miss six weeks. Uh, with a strained left hamstring. Um, look, Stanton is somebody that has had injury issues uh, throughout his career, even when he was with the Marlins, um, even when he was Mike Stanton. So he has had injury issues. This is nothing new. This is nothing new at all. Um, and the Yankees are definitely going to miss him, considering they're starting off the year. They're bottom 10 in runs scored. Um, and this is a guy who maybe he was going to get to 500 home runs in his career. Maybe and he still could, still could. It's not very possible, but the injuries uh, are definitely uh, a concern. And the Yankees lineup, they they need him to stay healthy, Nick. They need him to stay healthy. This kind of sucks for them. Yeah, this is this is not great uh, for their lineup. I mean, this is a lot of power. He got off to a pretty decent start. Um, this is a guy who the past four seasons uh, has missed forty one percent of the games uh, in totality. So, yeah, he's he's had a long injury history. Everyone's aware of it. That's why I'm shocked. A few weeks ago, we brought up our overreaction. I, right. I, I, yeah, I need to point out when I'm right about. again. I, I, I'm just going to point out when I'm right again. Um, you know, we, we talked about what was he, was he going to hit over 35 home runs this year. You took the over. I took the under. He's not getting the 35 home runs this year, unfortunately, uh, because he can't stay on the field. Uh, at this time, I believe it's a hamstring injury for John Carlos Stanton. 
Um, it, it, it's it's always something. I mean, I think it was 2020. He had a strained left hamstring. Um, he had a right ankle inflammation in 2021, and then he had Achilles tendonitis last year. I mean, I mean, it's something new every year with Giancarlo Stanton. It's like you can just book it in. All right, how long is he going to miss? Because he's definitely going to miss some games. You can just at least chop off. 15 games for John Carlos Stanton every year because it seems like he finds his way to the IL. It, it stinks because he's such a good player. He's so dynamic, has so much power. I mean, what did he, did he hit that 480 something foot home run early yeah, on this year? Was earlier this year. Yeah, that was him. I mean, yeah. the, the power has always been there. Um, he's an exciting player to watch. Uh, and you know, it's going to be a hole in the Yankees lineup uh, for, for the next couple of weeks, six weeks. It, it seems like it's going to be um, so the Yankees are going to have to make do without him as they've done in the past. Yeah. And like, man, he's always at the top of the leaderboards and we're talking about home runs and whatever. Always. I mean, when you're looking at that, everyone looks at the stat cast numbers, like exit velocity, hard hit balls. He's always there, you know, in the, in the top five, it's never, whenever, whenever a hard hit ball uh, happens with another player, right? A, a player hits a, hits a, a missile or a rocket. It's always compared. It's like, it's like this player and John Carlos Stanton. It's it's whatever player hit that. It's like oh well, Stanton hit one in 2017 that was 119 miles per hour. He hit like a 120 mile per hour single. Blah blah blah. It's always John Carlos Stanton. So I mean, the Yankees are going to uh, you know they're gonna it's gonna have to be Judge. It's gonna have to be Rizzo. Um, it's gonna have to be Glaber. Like guys are gonna have to. And we always know Judge steps up. Um, but it's gonna it's gonna have to be a lot of these guys uh, in this lineup. I think. Uh, what's his face? Uh, as Waldo uh, Cabrera, right? That's yeah. the right fielder, right? The one that has like the the the, the Squidward face, right? Um, <laughs> no, just, just wow. Just, um, yeah. yeah, but do you want to add anything else before we get to our next our next? Yeah, thing no, here? I, you know the the Yankees that they've dealt with injuries uh, to start this year. I mean Harrison Bader, Carlos Rodon, uh, Josh Donaldson, another guy that like. Like from spring yeah, he's, training, he's, he's injured I mean, right now. Yeah. yeah, so I mean they've dealt with injuries um, to start this season. The injury bug has really caught the Yankees um, to to a large extent. So to add another impact player like Stanton to the IL, um, they're just gonna have to power through it. I mean, he's batting two sixty nine, uh, four home runs this year, eleven ribbies, and yeah, we'll we'll see we'll we'll see how how this really affects the Yankees going forward. I still think they'll be okay. When I was talking about Squidward, he looks like his face looks like uh, Squidward's house. It looks like his house. You think it looks like his you know, house? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Look I know at it. About. It's very like long. You know what I'm saying? All right. It was. I'm just. It, it wasn't even it, like a shot. I wasn't saying he was like an off, ugly man. It, I'm just saying. Yeah, but but it came off like, like a shot. It came off like a it, shot. All right, I didn't mean to. You know, Oswaldo, you're a, a good baseball player. I don't mean that. Squidward's you know a little bit of a grump. Not not the best looking dude. I'm saying his his face looks like his house. All right. All right. You didn't say that first. You didn't say the house. Yeah, I know. That's why I just clarified. All right. I hope I I hope I just hope you apologize. What if we get that, that, that's another guest out the door. Another guest out the door. Another possible. Uh, yeah, right. Guest we were gonna out the door. Oswaldo Cabrera was gonna definitely gonna be on the ship uh, very soon. Yeah, sorry, Oswaldo. <laughs> I apologize. I there you go. My apology. Um so let's get to some BS slash uh, congratulations to Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, yeah, clap, clap. I guess you know. Here's one thing I, I will say about if you didn't know, Kershaw last night I mean, he's had a great start to his season. Went seven innings. Um, I think it was nine strikeouts. Um, I think think it was against the was it against the Giants. 
uh yeah oh no it was Mets sorry Mets, um Mets, and yeah. uh gets his gets his 200th win 200 win or 200 win of his career look man I I I want to abolish the pitcher win from to the sun okay that's that's not what this is about but I think it's dope I think it's great that Kershaw is the 13th pitcher ever to get his 200th win uh, with this, with the team that he did it for uh, his his whole career, like one team, his whole career. Um, I think that's great. I think that shows, um, you know, you don't nowadays guys go everywhere. Like Garrett Cole's been with the Pirates, with the Yankees, um, or he's with the Yankees. It was with the Astros. Verlander's with the Tigers. Uh, you know the the Astros. Now he's with the uh, with the Mets. So guys don't do this. Like this isn't something guys just do. Guys don't just get. 200 wins with one team like i think it's awesome that kershaw did that but let's let's get it out of our head uh, maybe wainwright if he's healthy wainwright will get his 200th win this year great cool wainwright's another one i guess he'll be like the 14th pitcher because he's only with the cardinals his whole career um so that's great but the pitcher win one of the dumbest yeah one of the dumbest statistics in sports history in the history you could date it back to lacrosse back in whenever they were started playing over wherever. Okay. Like they've been playing the, the cavemen were playing with, uh, you know, sticks and bricks, whatever they were doing. Okay. That's great. It's one of the worst stats in the history of sports. It means nothing. Okay. It doesn't do anything for you, for me, for you, for baseball players, for, for executives, for uh, the mailman down the street. It does nothing for them. Okay. We're not going to talk about the pitcher wins, losses, whatever abolished forever. Okay. But we, I just wanted to mention, I think it's cool that Kershaw did it with one team. Another, I guess another milestone for uh, the GOAT of his generation. Okay. Listen, I don't, I don't, don't, dis- I don't disagree that, that pitcher, a pitcher win is, is very insignificant. I, I think we can both agree that both agree there that we don't, we don't hold a lot of value to the pitcher win, right? Because it, it's, and you know what's crazy? I, I mean, after the game, uh, according to ESPN, um, a quote from Kershaw, um, he said, that's why tonight is really cool because it's a team stat, a win. So for me to be able to do that 200 times is just a product of me being on some great teams. Now, that's partly him being, you know, being humble. humble. Um, but it's also, yeah, it is a team stat. Um, you know, it, it's it's because it, a lot of it has to do with how how the team performs, how much run support you're getting as well. So yeah, I'm with you there. But you know, you got to be happy for the guy. I don't want to bring him down oh, yeah. on his I, on his big day. Yeah, 200 wins. I get the stats there, and it's an insignificant stat, and we agree on that. But you know, you got to be happy for him. Kershaw is like the best pitcher of probably our generation. Um, yeah, and he, yeah, I and he, you know, for him to get a 200th win, all staying with the Dodgers. Um, you know, he finally got the World Series a couple of years ago, got over the hump a little bit in the playoffs. We know the struggles there, but regular season, man. I mean, no, yeah, like you mentioned, maybe Verlander has been his dominant, Scherzer. I mean, but Kershaw's right up there with those guys. So uh, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. 200th win is just another um, thing he can add to his resume. Uh, good good for Clayton Kershaw, 200 yeah, wins. I, look. Look, bro, um, I listen, said congratulations. Just give him his props on I his said day. congratulations. Yeah, but I then, said you, then you start another... twisting. Then you start twisting no, and veering I off. I ended into... it with a congratulations. I ended okay. it. 
And now we're going to end right. this segment, okay? Right. So listen, shout out to Kershaw getting 200 wins. Yeah, good good for you, dude. Good for you getting a, a meaningless stat. All right, so now to uh, our next uh, little whatever you want to call it. Jacob deGrom, uh, Nick Earnshaw, who's no longer mm. a New York Met. Happy, happy, mm. uh, you know, as a Phillies fan, just happy about that. Um, he exited uh, his last start for the Texas Rangers uh, against Kansas City Royals the other day. Um, after four no-hit innings and only 58 pitches um, with what I understand is some soreness in his right wrist. Yes, look, uh, he said he's feeling better. It's an all-positive, but this isn't all-positive. Let's be real. If you're a Rangers fan, if you're a baseball fan in general, we want to see DeGrom out there on the mound because he's the best in the world when he is. We all know where this is going. It's always either his arm or it's his back or it's his elbow, which is what it was the last couple of years. It was like three different injuries. The, the guy is just, he's injury prone now. And he's 30, he's going to be what? He's 35 or he's going to be 35? He's 34 right now. Yeah, he's 34 right now. Right. So he's going to be turning 35, whenever that is. And it's just, look, I, I just think the end of the day, Nick, like people can look at the Mets and what they did and not bringing DeGrom back. They made the right decision. Like, I, I really don't think this is going to go, uh, this isn't going to be good uh, for the Rangers in the long run. You're going to have him for a five-year contract, whatever you, whether you're going to, whether you thought he was going to, uh, you know, play out the contract or not, whatever. It, it's just not a good start, man. I know it's spring training. He already had some soreness. Maybe it was his wrist too. I forget. But this is not like a good start. At the end of the day, the Mets made the right decision. The Rangers are going to have to live with this. I, I doubt. I would not be surprised if DeGrom missed some serious time this year. This is just a start. It's only April. It's only April, okay? It's been a couple of starts. Uh, At the end of the day, Nick, I really do think the New York Mets made the right decision um, in letting him go. Maybe fans in the moment hated it, but uh, I do think it was the right decision. Yeah, I I mean, as good as Jacob DeGrom is, great. Great pitcher, right? 34 years old. I think that was a poor allocation of resources by the Texas Rangers. That's a lot of money for a 34-year-old, aging, injury-prone pitcher. I mean, the guy just can't – the guy can't stay healthy. I mean, it's something – whether it's something little, whether it's something major, the guy can't stay – can't get – can't be out there consistently, can't make consistent starts. Um, It's always got to be something. I mean – for to, to pay him $185 million, it's just a big mistake. Um, you know, for him to be 34 years old and have all these problems, have all the, is- the issues that he's had, I, I just I think that's not an investment I'd want to make if I'm a GM or an owner of, of a franchise. Not, not, I, I just I get Jacob DeGrom, big name, big name, great pitcher, can win you some ball games, and but I can't sit here and say, yeah, if he was a free agent, that'd be my number one priority is to go get him and pay him all that money. money. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of money for a guy who's in his mid thirties on the decline and can't stay, can't stay on the field. Um, so yeah, I mean, this, does this shock you? I no, it shouldn't. Um, we, we kind of expected this like, Oh, how long, how long is it going to be before DeGrom really starts? Uh, to get hurt and and and, and something pops up, some flares up, and and this time it happens to be the wrist. Um, I know Bochi said he was going to have have uh, you know, play catch um, soon um, and see how the wrist is feeling. I you know I, I think they're just going to have to <laughs> deal with it. I mean they made this investment, they knew going in to this contract that they're going to have to deal with some of the ramifications of what Jacob Degrom is and how he is 
um, prone to get, to get hurt. So, I mean, this is, this is what Texas kind of got themselves into. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we, we both agree there on, uh, the alien Jacob DeGrom. Can he stay healthy? That's the big issue. I think we all want him to stay healthy at the end of the day as baseball fans. Um, so let's get into our, uh, our next thing here. Um, Cody Bellinger, man. I mean, just a couple of days ago, again, early in the season, like numbers fluctuate. You could have a five for five day, go from hitting uh 245 to hitting 310, which is exactly what Cody Bellinger did after going five for five uh, against the Oakland Athletics uh, just a couple of days ago. Um, his slash line is now, yes, he went one for five yesterday, but his slash line now 302 batting average, 357 on base, 492 slugging with an 849 OPS. Nick Earnshaw. He is, uh, it is a small sample size. I'm going to ask you first. I want to get your opinion. Is this too small of a sample size to say he's back? Or are you buying the the Cody Bellinger uh, comeback tour here with the Chicago Cubs? Listen, it's it's early. It's early, right? But I, I can't say I'm not buying in. I'm not. I mean, we've seen Cody Bellinger have success before. That's why I felt like a chick. I felt like a change of scenery would do him a lot of good. And I, I think I think right now it seems like he's comfortable at the plate. I mean, that five for five game, absolutely ridiculous. Uh hitting over 300 this year so far. I yeah, I'm kind of buying into the Bellinger stuff. I mean, what is he on? A 30 homer, 30 steel pace or something right now? Like it's it's crazy. So I mean, is Bellinger back? Yeah, I'm gonna say Bellinger's back, back I, already. I nah, think he's back. Come on, dude. I think he's back, Francisco. It's, I'm buying in. I know but, right, so it's early on in the season. But, but I know, but when we say back, do we mean MVP Cody Bellinger back, or we're talking about just you know uh, maybe Bellinger what he was before those MVP seasons, where I think his rookie season he was really good. 2018 he was good. Um, what are we What are we talking about? Are we talking about MVP I'm not, or just? I'm not, I'm not going MVP level, but I'm saying like he's going to be a consistent, um, consistent, more consistent hitter, and he's gonna, he's gonna, I, I, I think he's gonna be have a really good year. I don't think he's gonna be MVP level good, but I think he's gonna have a really solid year. I think Cody's gonna be back to like solid form. I don't think he's gonna be um, as as poor at the plate as he has been in the past, um, but. I, I think I think he just needed a change of scenery and and being in Chicago a little bit different the pressure's off um, not not as not as big expectations as there is out there in LA I know they made more they made some moves adding Dansby Swanson to uh, this offseason a couple more guys but I, I think I think you're gonna get solid production out of Cody Bellinger I think he's gonna have a a really good year. I don't think he's gonna have a great year but I think he's gonna have a really good year and he'll probably he'll come back down to earth a little bit. Um, as the season rolls along, but I, you know, I think, I think Cody Bellinger, I, I think he's going to have a better year than, than we think. Okay. Still small sample size. That's small, just what it is for me. I'm not I'm, buying I'm it. Feeling yet. it. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm not buying it. You, you feel it now, Mr. Krabs. I'm not buying it. Okay. I'm not buying it yet. That's all I'm saying yet. Dang. All right. So let's talk about, uh, something else. I think we both feel a uh, pretty passionate about, and especially we got to talk about this, uh, on this show. Um, because it's called the shift, and we we talk about what what could make baseball better, what could make uh baseball worse. One of these things, Nick Earnshaw. I think um we we I think we feel pretty similar on this. So let's mm-hmm. talk about um it was just announced uh recently that 
on the the Atlantic League, right? Mid Atlantic League or Atlantic? Atlantic League, Atlantic League, Atlantic League. So apparently they're going to they're they're a place where baseball has done a lot of experimenting with um, before they bring things to the minors and to the majors. Um, so this if even if these things happened, it wouldn't happen for a while. It would happen for at least a couple of years. Um, now, obviously, this year we have the new rules with the shift um, with uh, the bigger bases um, with the disengagement rule. Um, you know, all these things we have the, in the pitch clock. So we have these new rules. But came out recently that the Atlantic League is going to experiment with three things, Nick Earnshaw. But we want to hit on one of these things for for sure. We can mention a few of these things, other things as well. So the double hook DH. So basically, I'll read it verbatim uh, from the ABC article I read. Uh, so basically, the double hook DH is a designated hitter rule allows teams to use the DH throughout the game as long as a starting pitcher throws at least five innings. If that doesn't occur, the team loses its DH and the pitcher spot would back for the remainder of the game. The rule was also used in the Atlantic League last season. How do we feel about this, Nick? How do we feel about this potential double hook rule? People have been talking about it over the last couple of years, but what 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 are what are our thoughts and feelings here? Look, we've we've been pretty positive on on the rule changes this year. I I feel like for the most part, right? I think we've we've enjoyed some of the rule changes that they've implemented this year. Um, you and I, I think we we can agree on that. This is one of the more dumb dumber rules. <laughs> That that baseball has come up with. What what are you doing? This is the this is the epitome of just trying to do too much for, for Major League Baseball. Yeah, I know it wouldn't happen if they were to do it for a couple more years, and they'd have to get it approved and all. You know, this is this is beyond stupid. Because first of all, you just added the DH to the National League. That's already been a change. It's only been in place for a couple of seasons now. That's one. That's number one. Number two, you just added all these pitch clock rules, all the all, all the new all the new stuff coming into the game this year, banning the ship, adding the pitch clock. All right, great. The disengagement rules, you've already added that. You've already made some significant changes to the game um, already in in the past couple of seasons. Relax, MLB. Stop trying to do too much. Stop trying to train, change the game um, beyond beyond belief because it this is just. This makes no sense. I, I get the idea of you want to want to try and have pitchers go longer and deeper into ball games, right? I fine. But th- this is just trying to do too much. It's not a smart rule. Um, I, I think this would make the game worse. Um, and, and it just it for for a major league game, it's just too much all at once in too little time, right? I I get it wouldn't happen for maybe a couple years, but I think it's still all just too close together. People are still trying to get used to these newer rules, having the DH in in the National League, adding the pitch clock, no shift. You know, just settle down, MLB. This this rule makes no sense. They should not even have it in the Atlantic League. They shouldn't even test it out because whoever came up with it is just beyond ridiculous and needs to be stopped. And it just just needs to stop. (laughs) Major League Baseball – Major League Baseball needs to just calm down with the rules. They already added a ton. Like, just take a chill pill. You know, sit back, watch a baseball game, and stop trying to just add things out of, out of your ass. It's it's ridiculous. So stop. Ass. Jesus, so stop. Listen to Nick Earnshaw. Stop adding all these ineffective, 
non-needed rule. You don't need it. You do not need this rule. You don't need some of these ones that are trying the Atlantic League. Enough is enough. So uh, it's it, now we're going, we're going too far, Francisco. I can't take it. I can't take it. Yeah, I, I could tell. Uh, you need to you need to take a chill pill too, Nick Urgell. I will. I will. I got Listen my tic tacs around. Tic tacs. What is wrong with you, you clown? <laughs> Jesus, get this guy a freaking tic tac. All right. So, I, I just think uh, I'm with you. I, I just think it's too much. Like, I think doing? adding the universal DH was enough. Like that. That's all we needed to do. I think fans are happy with that now. I think all major league fans have gotten used to it. This whole thing where it's like, oh, at least five innings. That's too much, man. What, what are we playing? What, what sport are we playing? Are we playing cricket? Are we playing? Are we playing golf? I don't want to play golf. Okay, I don't want to play golf. I, right? I know you don't so, want to play golf. I want. Yeah, play I don't. Golf. I don't. I don't want to play a boring ass freaking sport called golf. All right. So other ones I do, I think we both agree there. Like I, I just think there's too much there. Five innings and the whole DH. Then like, what are you gonna do? Pinch it for hitters ah, it's stupid I, I i don't think it's really gonna catch on i, I don't it, think so, but well, here, francisco possible. here's the thing it's it, they you would think it's at i guess the idea is also it's adding a little more strategy to the game no it's not it's no it's, there's it's, already enough strategy yes yeah, there's, there's plenty of strategy. strategy even with the pitch clock there's still plenty of strategy enough right enough just right. relax yeah, and these other ones too. I think we can both agree. Like, apparently, these other yeah. So there would be each club will. Uh, I'm reading this off the athletic. Each club will list a designated pinch runner who can be substituted at any point into the game as a base runner. What? Like, um, I, I don't. I, I don't get that. Like, we already have guys in, on, on your bench that'll be pinch runners. So right? playing like a little bit of high school growing up, they had yeah. this rule in place just so like the catcher could like be quicker to get get the game moving a little bit so you'd have a pinch mm-hmm. runner you have a special pinch runner and um you know the the runner would go out there and then the catcher would come back so they could get their equipment on. that was the reason for it in high school this is the major league level we don't need special pinch runners it's no stop just stop this isn't tournament baseball this isn't high school do not right. d- this just is stop. this is yeah right. like like come on come on guys come yeah on. And, then, and then the other come one on. dude like like the other one is what? So uh, pitchers will only be uh, again. This is all the Atlantic League. Will will we will permit only one disengagement from the pitching rubber per at bat? I love the two. I love the two three thing. I think it's fun. Why are but only one? Like you're going too far. I dude, I agree. Rob, Look, listen to the shift, dude. Hey, listen to the shift. The shift knows. Hey, Manfred, looking into the camera. Manfred, enough, enough. Settle down. Settle down. That's all I gotta say. I'm done. You're the answer with your Reebok. You're the you're the answer with your Reebok hoodie on. I know. Look <laughs> I at saw. you. I got all the answers. All right, all right, Kanye. Okay. Uh, so I think we both agree there. Look, uh, MLB's going too far. I want to know from from the fans out there, from our uh, our millions of listeners. Uh, what do you think? What do you make of these rules? Are there any other rules that any of these rules that you like, dislike? indifferent about but indifference not fun give us an opinion you don't like it you like it um or any other rules that maybe you could think of that you would like the atlantic league to do uh so i i think i think these are interesting it's good content we appreciate it thank you mlb but uh no stop going too far um so as we are uh going through the meat and potatoes you're actually yeah we're, we're still in the meat and potatoes part of this uh Nick Earnshaw. Sorry, I didn't introduce that as the meat and potatoes uh, going into the segment, but this is the meat and potatoes of the shift. Um, so take it for what it is. 
Um, so let's get to uh, our our, our uh, continuing series here in our early part of our series of uh, all-time lineups, rosters uh, for each franchise. Nick Earnshaw, tell the crowd, the listeners, the audience, what team franchise we got today. All right, so we wanted to do like a more historical franchise last week in the National League. So I was like, oh, why don't we start with a, an American League team who's who's pretty historical, right? So today, our all-time Boston Red Sox lineup uh, will be given. Now we'll put out a graphic again this week as well. Uh, listen, I'm excited for this one. This one was a fun one. I Like I said, I, I don't think I'm as controversial this week. I think yeah, this no, week, Andre eighth year on the Red Sox. I'm you're gonna be o- the Red Sox. You're gonna be okay with this list this week. I feel like you'll be I don't all know, right. Am I? Well, I we didn't discuss. So. We'll, we'll we'll just we'll go on the fly here. Did we come up with the DH or no? Are we doing? I DH? did. I I yeah. I added the you DH did. in there. Yeah. I okay. don't know. Did you? Right. Did you? No, but I can okay. I can make it work. I okay. can make it work. No, right. I can I can plug it in. I can plug. I it was in. like I was like I, because we, you know we didn't use one for the Dodgers and the NL. We didn't use one. I, I I just felt like you couldn't not use one, especially for the Red Sox. And yeah, I yeah, no, we had, no. We had the same I idea. I think going forward, going forward, we'll do a DH for every team, just because it's universal DH for every every team right. in Major League. Yeah, well, yeah, we could. Yeah, we could. We could. I think we should. I think it'd be so, more fun that way because like the the, yeah. p- the pitcher doesn't hit anymore. So um, right. so let's go let's go position by position. We'll go back and forth on each position. We'll do catcher, catcher, first base, first base, so on, so on. And at the end, we'll put together our uh, one through nine lineups. So, okay. um, you go first. Give me your catcher. All right. My catcher, I think this one was pretty easy. I hope. Uh, Carlton yeah. Fisk. Carlton Fisk had to have Jason Veritek. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's oh, Carlton uh, okay. Fisk. I got you. It's oh. Carlton Fisk. Oh, I almost had a heart attack. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Although okay. I was a Veritek fan growing up. So, yeah, I, Veritek I like, wanted good. to say Veritek. Honorable mention. Carl- yeah, sure. He's on the bench. He's like on the like the the, the last on the yeah. bench. There's like a million other guys that should be in front of him. All right, so we both agree on Carlton Fisk, uh, catcher, first baseman. I'm actually interested to hear what you had to say because um, I think we both know who our DH is, and we'll get to that at the end. Uh, but let me hear who your first baseman is. It gets through. No, it's not. It's not Buckner. Uh, Carl Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> Is uh, my first base. Was he a first baseman? Yeah, he could play first base, yes. So I, I threw okay. Strems to get first base. Okay. All right. I had uh, I had Jimmy Fox. Yeah, it's a solid one. J- See, yeah, Jimmy Fox, obviously, he didn't play as many years as he did with the A's, but I thought yeah. with the Red Sox, he uh, – I mean, he, yeah. Well, well, I don't want to mention that because one of these players is going to be in the lineup as my DH. But um, Fox, he didn't uh, – he still had like a 50 homer year, I think, with the Red Sox. Yeah. He was still putting up like monster numbers. I thought – you know, Jimmy Fox, I think it was like what five or six years with the Red Sox, but still, uh, you know, one of those, one of those incredible power hitters, uh, in the 1920s and 30s and, uh, those years right next to, to Babe Ruth and all that. So, um, I thought Jimmy Fox was a good pick for my first baseman, but, um, I mean, Yastrzemski, I didn't know, uh, I thought he was mainly an outfielder, but I guess, yeah, if, if I played first, first base, yeah. I give that to Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's your second baseman? Second baseman, uh, I have to go with a with a more uh, recent uh, guy, recent player. Dustin Pedroia uh, has to be my second baseman, uh, no doubt. Um, growing up watching him, it was like him and Utley were like the two guys I would always watch playing, especially like playing second base when uh, when I played baseball growing up. Like Pedroia and Utley were those those were like the two guys I would watch all the time and try and mimic, you know. So Pedroia, great bat, uh, stinks the injuries towards the end, kind of got him a little bit, but. 
Uh, Pedroia, I, th- I think, is their best second baseman. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. We both got Pedroia. How about shortstop? Shortstop, Noma Garcia Parra. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Uh, I, I, and I, I think we mentioned this um, before, like, we both love no more Garcia Parra. Ah, oh, he's just he he is he's, he's fantastic, man. man. I I couldn't I couldn't go anywhere else. No no more is the shortstop of the Red Sox. Had to. Yeah, I agree. We're both in agreement there. Um, third base. Wade Boggs is my third baseman. Uh, I think this one's pretty easy too. Um, Boggs, legendary third baseman, man for for the Red Sox, legendary Red Sox. Um, up there with like Carlton Fisk, I think this one was like slam dunk, no doubt. It's third baseman. Yeah, I'm. I agree. There, his on base machine, hit machine. Uh, his yeah. thirty thousandth home run came or three thousand home run. Three thousand. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't know he had three thousand yeah, I mean, homers. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. And that was the complete opposite. I think he had like I don't even know if he had a hundred. Um, Wade Boggs, his three thousand home run came with the devil rays, but. If I say three thousand home run again, I definitely say yeah. It. Yeah, he said it again. Three thousandth hit. Was a home run with the Devil Rays, legendary. And nothing to do with the Red Sox. But I always like to mention that because I think it's a really fun uh, quirky Rays. fact. Um, so cool. yeah, before they were the Rays. So yeah, but Wade Boggs, he was just, uh, I mean, just on base uh, hit machine for the for the Red Sox back in those days in the eighties. Um, so let's go to the outfield. I'll mm. give you my three outfielders first, okay. and then you give me your three. Okay. Um, I'm going Teddy Ballgame, Ted Williams, obvious. Uh, Tris Speaker, another one to meet, obvious. Uh, and then Carly Estremski is my other outfielder, but you had him as your first baseman, but I yeah. guess it doesn't really matter. As long as they're playing both positions. Um, give me yours. So I had to go Ted Williams. Right. Uh, he's in le- I, I threw him in left. Center okay. field, Mookie Betts. Right ah, field, exactly. right field. Manny Ramirez. I'm sticking Manny I'm okay out there that. and right. So I had I had to put I could not leave Manny Ramirez off this this lineup in this. Lineup. I was thinking cool. about it, but I got I had I had I had uh I had Yastrzemski there. I don't I, I guess maybe I messed up with the uh with no the I mean I, you're you're cool with Yastrzemski in the outfield. I think I think yeah. you're cool there because I, I you, think he, I think he moved around. Tr- do you know if Tris Speaker has 792 doubles? He's 792 doubles. Yeah, what are you doing? I did not know life, that. Man? Look at his numbers, man. 134 I know. Oh, I, career I can't war. I can't leave on, Mookie dude. out, man. I can't leave Mookie out. I, man. Yeah, I, I can because Great Tris Speaker had Tris Speaker had like a 99 career year. Hold on, let me go to his numbers real quick. Tris <laughs> Speaker, where you at, baby? I look, he had I know Mookie had like one 10 10 uh war season. Dude, Tris Speaker had a 10.1 war season, another 10 war season. Uh, he had a nine war season. I know you're not a war guy, but uh, I'm not, Tris Speaker. It's not that I'm not a war guy. I'm a war guy. Dude, look, look. Tris Speaker led the league in home runs in 1912 with 10 homers. It's fine. That's Come on, fine. dude. 10 it's homers, fine. 53 I, listen, doubles. I want look, the oh, look at the triples. 222 career triples. 428 career on base. How, how many? How many career? How many career triples? 222. Listen, solid. Listen, great. I, oh, I, just can't, I can't. Just okay. I can't. Right? I can't. I can't leave Mookie out of here, man. I, I thirty-five hundred career hits. Uh, two two seasons are uh, of RBI baseball over a hundred. 
Uh, his batting RBI, average, you're batting, mentioning RBIs. Yeah, three forty-six. Batted three forty-six in twenty eighteen. Slug yeah, six twenty eighteen was legendary. I know. Oh, it was legendary oh man, I know. World Series MVP. I, I can't leave Mookie out of here, man. Hey, Mookie, yeah, Mookie was great. A I just great just player overall. He played oh. with Boston from nineteen oh seven to nineteen fifteen, and he was just a machine, bro. I know you're he going way back. And four hundred thirty-six stolen bases, career stolen bases. Come on. Okay, um, it's, it's listen, fine, fine. fine. I like Mookie. Great. I'm, I like not, Mookie. I'm not disrespecting. Like Mookie, you yeah. cannot like Mookie. I cannot like Mookie, man. Um, I, I think you know that 2018 season really special. At his, I mean, his early prime with the Red Sox mistake uh, for letting him go. Uh, total mistake for allowing him to walk. Of, but, course. Um, of course. Yeah, I, I, I had, I had to put Mookie on here. Um, you know, you got to get younger. And in some in, in, in your lineup, man. You All right, the older I get, the older players. You go way right. back. Right. I'm bringing in the new era. I had to put Mookie right. In yeah, like the like the hats, like the new era hats. <laughs> um. So. All right. Okay. We're not done yet. Who's the? Oh, we got. We still got starter and closer too. Besides, but let's yes. get to the DH. Who's your DH? My DH. I mean, OG legend, big poppy man, David Ortiz. Yeah. My DH. Uh, you can't go anywhere else. Um, I think I think that was that was pretty self-explanatory easy. I mean, you could I guess you could put him at first base um, if we didn't go DH. But I mean, he's he's known as the DH. So well, that, yeah, that was my that was my thing is if we didn't put yeah. him at DH, he's my first. Got person. it. Got but it. he's he's my DH. Um, yeah. How about I'm actually curious about this. Who's your starting pitcher? Uh, so I this one's tough. Don't man. give me this, some BS. This go ahead. Was go tough. ahead. Listen, this one was It close. wasn't tough. It, really, it was not tough, but it go was ahead. Tough. It was it was tough. No, it was but not. I, go ahead, though. I want to hear you. I ended up going Pedro Martinez as okay, my starting right. pitcher. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> tough one, you know. uh, did I scare you? Did I scare you a little bit? It was a little, a little bit, tough. yeah. A little tough. I had a couple of yeah. options I could have chose from. But no, I ended up either on Pedro. Option. I ended up on Pedro. I, I think this was the obvious choice here. Uh Pedro. Um this just he's the man he pedro martinez is the man so it's 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 that simple uh former philly by the way 2009 yeah, yeah screwed up for us in the world series thanks yeah, Pedro. appreciate yeah, it yeah uh that's all right it was at the end of his career yeah. um yeah i i just think like i always like to mention like i mean literally pedro had two of the best seasons by a pitcher of all time in 1998 and or, no, it was 1999 and uh, no, 2000 um yeah you you might look at Bob Gibson's 112 ERA from 1968, but you actually, if you look at the deeper metrics, Pedro's season was actually were actually better that year because he was pitching in the steroid era. He was he had like a, a 17 ERA and two and a 220 ERA in the steroid era. That's incredible. That's the average ERAs of those seasons were like four five to five. So if you're really looking at uh you know just the um how the metrics stack up to to uh the eras of which where he was playing in like pedro had a couple of the best seasons uh by a starting pitcher ever and honestly his run with the red sox from what was it 98 to 2004 that's if you look at the overall numbers they were just unreal he was the best pitcher and it was him and randy johnson that was pretty much it just how the last decade it's been kershaw and verlander that was randy johnson and pedro they were probably even a little bit better um so i think you know pedro uh, you know, that that time period with the Red Sox. No, he wasn't a Red Sox for his entire career, uh, because also with Montreal and um and uh LA. Uh, but as a Red Sox, he was just I and I always remember I love bringing it up the the two 1999 All Star game where he just struck out uh five of the six batters he faced, where it was Sosa, McGuire, Bagwell, uh, Larry Walker, 
um, Barry Larkin. Like it was just that that Pedro it was unhittable. It was literally his fastball, his changeup, his curveball. All Hall of Fame pitches were unhittable. So I think we're both in agreement there on Pedro. I'm a little upset that you had to say it was tough. I did, you know, I did my due diligence though. I looked at other pitchers. I looked at Clemens. Yeah, you I looked at to. Cy Young, but Cy Young, Cy Young in an era was was a I weird. Mean, they named the award after him, Francis. You got to give him a little bit of credit. Come yeah, on. Yeah, because he had all these wins, which don't matter. Listen, two 20-win seasons for, for Pedro. 20-plus win season for Pedro. He did. Uh, with they, with they, the Red they, Sox. They, 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 it matches up with his numbers, all right? We, so, we, pretty much, we pretty much started the show. 200-win guy in Clayton Kershaw now. 200-win guy, Pedro Martinez. How about that? You're right. You're right. Starting in with job, 200 Friday. wins. All right. How about closer? Uh, as much as I can't stand the guy uh, with Boston, I mean, I, it's got to be Papelbon. As much as I, yeah. hate, I hate his guts, I think he is a jackass. But um, he, he, you know, he won 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 that first World Series with them, uh, and you know, <laughs> killed the streak, uh, ended the curse. Um, no, 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 that wasn't him. That was oh, that uh, was 07. Was... That was 07. Yeah, that yeah, was 07. Second. So yeah, a- yeah, after after that, so 07, you know, came in. Won the World Series, uh, had was just unbelievable, was uh, untouchable pretty much in the ninth inning. Um, was terrible in Philadelphia, but and but um, actually, yeah, you know, I, he's I, the the all time leader in saves in Philly. Too. I know, and it, it's it's he's sick terrible, but he had the all time saves. He's, he's terrible. He's just a terrible human being. Just terrible. Yeah, human well, being. yeah, I agree with that. And it's just yeah. so I, I think we. You remember when right, he so fought? Do you remember he fought yeah. Bryce in the, in the in when he was with the Nationals? Of course, man. Come on. <laughs> Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah, screw, screw, uh, Papel. what a guy, screw Papple bum. There's other things, yeah. All right, so give me your, give me your, uh, give me your lineup then. Where, where are we? Who's leading? All right, off? who's batting ninth? All who's right. batting so, second? All right, so I guess, uh, I guess I'll have Mookie lead off. Um, I'll go him first. I'll have Mookie lead off, then I'll probably go Pedroia two, Nomar three. Actually, no, no, wait, I have to, I have to redo this one. Because I didn't put it one through nine. I just went down the list. You go first. All right. So I got Speaker, Boggs, Teddy Ballgame, mm-hmm. Big Poppy, Jimmy Fox, Yastrzemski, mm-hmm. Garcia Parra, mm-hmm. Fisk, and Pedroya. All right. I like it. I think it's pretty. I like I, it. I know I, I, you better like it. I know, I, know you, I know you like it. Um, I didn't need your approval, but thank you. All right, let me go. go I'll go. I'll go Mookie first. I'll, I'll Mookie lead off. Um, I'll go. I'll go Boggs two. I'll go Yastrzemski three, Fisk four. Uh, uh, let me see. Fisk Man- four. What is wrong with you? I'll go, go Manny five. Uh, I'm like all over the place. Ted Williams. Ah, I see. I gotta redo this. I yeah. What is this? this? Yeah, yeah, you know what? No, we'll, we'll, we'll tease that think for when Bernthal's going to put it, I gotta put on it Twitter. Out. I know. I got to look at it again. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because I just went so, down. I went catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, left field, center field, right field. That's how – and I went down the list. So I got I to gotta set it up. I got I to gotta, I gotta look at the numbers again and crunch them. <laughs> embarrassing for the shift. Embarrassing uh, day. <laughs> embarrassing. Uh, segment for the shift he will do better next time people i promise all right so let's uh let's actually talk basketball before we get out of here yeah we're switching um, sports yeah let's let's close out the show bud let's let's get off the meat and potatoes um 
and let's talk about a movie that we both saw now. Um, yes. I had very high expectations for it. It let me down a little bit. I know for you, like you're just like, oh my God, it's so good. I'm so happy that I went to see it. Look at me. Um, Air. I guess that's Air it. Jordan. Air Jordan. Yes. No, they just called Air, though. Matt Damon. Uh, who else was in it? Um, Chris Tucker. Um, J- Jason Bateman. Yep, Jason Bateman and uh, Ben Affleck. Ben yeah. Affleck. It was a good movie. I had high expectations for it, Nick Earnshaw. I, whenever it's something is anything to do with Michael Jordan, whether it's the last dance, whether it's Chicago Bulls when he played six titles, um, it's Michael Jordan. The shoes. I used to. I used. To, I don't wear Jordans anymore. Really like that. When I was a kid, I did. Um, I always have high expectations, and I had sky expectations, sky high expectations for this movie. It was good, but I didn't leave that movie saying, "Oh my god." I got to go see it again or that. Oh my God, that's a nine out of 10. Well, by the way, what's, what system are we using? We're using five stars. We're using scale of one to 10. Yeah, you go one to 10, one to 10 is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like one to 10. Cause that's what I was, that's what I was going to have it as anyway. Um, I'm giving it a seven out of 10, Nick. I thought it was good. Doesn't mean it was bad. It, it was good. I expected this to be like a nine and I got seven. So I walked mm. out of that, you know, that theater, I was like, you know, I mean, it was with my brother and sister. I was, uh, we didn't really talk about it much. So, you know, they're younger. So whatever they, we, yeah. but I wasn't ecstatic. I wasn't like, Oh my God, that was amazing. That wasn't, that, that wasn't remember the Titans that we're talking about sports movies, right? Remember the Titans. That wasn't Sandlot. None of those. That wasn't Moneyball. Moneyball is an incredible movie too. All those movies are tens. This was a seven. It was good. I, 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 I want to hear your explanation though. I, 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 it was good. See, I, 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 I thought it was absolutely, positively, one of the best movies I have ever seen. I absolutely, no, you can shut off the computer. I, now. You can no, shut I'm, off. I'm serious. I thought it was. Ever? I thought, dude, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck always put out a fantastic film. Um, just going back, um, they, they've had they've had a ton of movies together. Um, Goodwill Hunting being one of them. Never seen it. Um, you know, never seen Goodwill Hunting. I'm not a hunter. Oh. I don't do it. It's not. It's not about hunting. Oh, it says Goodwill Hunting. Oh, it's not. It's not about hunting like deer or anything. But you no that all right. Your 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 homework for the next next show is you got to watch that movie. Uh, don't it's give me fantastic. Homework. It's, you go no, do your homework. Go put a you're Red Sox homework. lineup together. You're getting high. Go do a Red Sox lineup. <laughs> um. You need to go watch Google Hunting, but no, that I thought it was fantastic. I thought every, uh, every role, every every actor that that played each role, I thought they were spot on. I thought they picked the cast perfectly, um, and it was just entertaining. There were some funny parts to it. Um, th- there were some serious parts to it. I I just thought it was I, I I thought it was great. I thought it was well put together. I thought the story was told pretty well. Um, I. Yeah, I gotta give it like a, a nine point seven out of ten. Like that's how great. So, no, I just I, round up. Just say ten. I God thought, damn. yeah, but you can't give everything like just a ten. You can't just say ten. You gonna give it a nine point seven? What the hell is that? After one Who's viewing a nine point five. After man? one viewing, after one viewing, nine point seven because it, it it it's very close. It's like right there. If if I see it again, because I I I I, I want to go back and see it two or three more times. That's how great it was. 
I, I thought it was I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Top five movie I've ever seen. That's heading into my top five. It's getting up there with Moneyball for me. Moneyball is my favorite movie of all time. It's up there. Moneyball's it's, it's, great. It's up there. It's up there. Money, it's up there. Uh, Moneyball is great. I have <laughs> excuse me. That was Matt Damon was great. I, I agree with you. I agree with you on Moneyball. Moneyball is a, a nine to ten out of ten. I I agree with that. There was no like Matt Damon was good, but Matt Damon wasn't. Great. You're talking about Moneyball. Brad Pitt, like Brad Pitt was amazing. Uh, who who's the the I didn't guy say that it plays was better the, uh, than Moneyball? I didn't say it was I better. I said, but it, it's I, close, I said right? It's, you said nine point seven. It's close enough. It's close. It's close. It's close enough, dude. So like, what's his face? Uh, uh, uh stupid. He's not stupid, but Matt Damon is not Brad. It wasn't Brad Pitt in Moneyball. Okay. Um, who's the guy that plays next to Brad Pitt and uh? Jonah Hill? Who's, what's his name? Huh? Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Right. Sorry. Jonah yeah. Hill. Jonah, uh, Ben Affleck wasn't Jonah Hill. Like Chris, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, I thought was ba- I would say funny ba- in the movie. I thought Bateman was fantastic. Jason Bateman. Long hair. Jason Long hair. Long hair. Long hair. Uh, Long hair in the movie. Right now. Hold on. I'm looking up <laughs> Jason Bateman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Jason Bateman. He was good, but it wasn't great. There was nothing incredible about it. It was good. Good. I, I don't. Great. I don't. I thought it was fabulous. He, he did a good role. He, he, they, he, they were, they were funny. Like you said, they were funny. Um, they could be quirky at times. Yep. Like it, it was, it was a good, it was a good uh, flow throughout the movie. I just didn't, I didn't feel it like you're See, feeling it. Like I didn't. Uh, Moneyball was a great flow. It was perfect. But yeah, seven, nine, seven, seven, nine point seven. You gotta add the point, okay. the not point nine in front of the seven, and and it you're was good. A good movie, no, I thought it was I great. I was entertained. Yeah. Okay. I thought well, it was I'm glad you. I'm I, glad you. At least, at least we can agree we both liked it. Yeah. I, we we we. Yeah, but you like loved it. I don't. Yeah. I don't love it. I loved it. I I see. I'm a gigantic Jordan fan. You've learned. You've come to learn this about me. I'm a huge Jordan guy. Huge Jordan. Okay, fan. but that doesn't mean that. Okay, right. So automatically, it's good to you then. Right. Anything it, Jordan. Pro- I, yeah, but like shoes, it could have been. The- yeah, but it could have been disappointing. Like it could have been disappointing. I didn't feel disappointed like you. I, I, I didn't. I really, I really, I, I did not. I thought, I thought, I thought the chemistry between the characters. I thought the story was told exceptionally well. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was. I, I, that was one of the first times I've left the theater in a while, other than like seeing a Marvel movie or something. I'm like, holy oh, crap! I didn't clap. I did not clap. I probably should have. Wow. I would have been like one of the only ones to, but. You That'd know. be funny if you're the I, only one in there. You know what's crazy? You want to? I did go in my North Carolina Jordan T-shirt. Um, oh my god! And I also went with my 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 Jays on. I don't think I have. I think they're downstairs. But yeah, when when the Jordan T-shirt, I had I had the Jays on. I was ready to go. I was excited. <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. This isn't I, the I first time I've. Duke. This isn't the first time I've, I've left you speechless. Yeah, for the very bad reasons. Okay, yeah, like don't. Why are you proud of that? Don't proud of me leaving. Like, no, this is stupid. All right, well, I guess that's gonna do it for our air review. All right, that's gonna do it for basketball. Go see talking it. It's fantastic. Yeah, go sure. see it. Yeah, yeah. Go see. It. I agree. I right, go see it. But it's not. You're not. Don't be expecting Moneyball or Sandlot or. 
I love um, Remember the Titans or any of those it's, type of movies. Well, it's it's better than Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is it's cool. Oh, right. Can we end the show? The Look, that's going to do it for us. I can't do this anymore. We will check, catch you guys soon. Let you know, get, let us know what, uh, what teams you want us to do soon. As far as like, uh, the series go with the all time lineups, Nick's over there still cheese and I hate it. Um, Nick, let's get out of here. Everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Almost hit my lamp. Goodbye. <laughs>